Hello, and welcome to Hard Fried History, a hybrid history and comedy podcast run by two aspiring entertainers. Podcast is more of a rant, really. That have failed at almost everything else. I don't fail because I don't try, so there. We appreciate you checking us out, and if you want to see extra content, follow us on Instagram or give us a like on Facebook at Hard Fried History. Subscribe to us on YouTube or tell us we're full of shit on Twitter at, at HFH Podcast. If you like going that extra mile, give us a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you're listening and leave us a a flattering a glowing review and of course tell your friends family and even people you don't like about us that's right again thank you for listening and without further ado the episode episode of hard ride history i'm your host joshua stokes with, our, with my co-host henry price i thought you were henry gonna price. say your What's own up? name hello how you doing yeah i didn't know, I didn't know. we don't do this usually so i'm just like I, what, are, I, what are we doing that's like standard like podcast host like stuff right we just go like hey and with your and i'm with and i'm with my co-host and it throws i threw it to you it's been a while since i've kicked around a hacky sack sir this is a <sighs> <laughs> today and today guys we're, we're gonna uh, be getting back into uh frederick douglas part two just looking at part two i really uh the civil war and beyond in frederick douglas's life um and the events surrounding like you know in, in the general u.s history and world history during his life um again our kind of source material is going to be frederick douglas prophet prophet of freedom by D- david w blight boom boom <laughs> Uh, he, David W. White is a third professor at Yale and, uh, so, you know, uh, seems like a, like a pretty good professor. Very um, learned. Very, a lot of, a lot of awards. Yeah. I'm going to read all your awards. I'm not going to let sick. him, I'm not going to let him flex on us. <laughs> on <our podcast. laughs> all right. Uh, so when we last, we left off, it was, uh, John Brown at, uh, raids, does raid at uh, Harper's Ferry. He gets caught, you know, we know the story of John Brown. Everybody gets executed, you know, the whole thing. Um, Frederick Douglass like kind of flees the country <laughs> because he, he, I mean, he's, he was funding, he was a part of like funding, yeah. uh, John Brown. And that's like, yeah, in any, in any uh, era, that's not good. To be associated. No. Yeah. Does he go back to Ireland or? Yeah. He like he goes back to, he, he goes to Canada and goes back to like uh, the UK. And then, okay. you know, and there's like, a, there's like an ongoing Senate investigation and like it's the, the investigation. You is, mean an ongoing Senate cover up, right? Yeah. <laughs> you mean an internal cover up? It right, doesn't, I mean, I mean, if what are you like on Jefferson Davis's side? because the 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 investigations like just like they kind of like don't go all the way through with it because some of the links like don't it's like right before the civil war and they don't want like i think it's Mm. like like, uh, there's like a political reason why i'm I'm blanking on it right now but they they end up not going through with it and jefferson davis was one of the people who wanted to go through with it because it was going to explain he thought he's trying to get like at the abolitionist core Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. So That's like weird. you're on, you're like J- JD side. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so they, 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 yeah. So he comes, you know, uh, the investigation kind of squashes down. Uh, Frederick, Frederick Douglass ends up coming back. The Civil War happens, uh, you know, April 12th, 1861. Civil War. During the Civil War, he kind of he advocates for like black soldiers and like, and you know, once they they like allow black soldiers, and he recruits them. This is fifty fourth Massachusetts, and it's like, and so the fifty fourth Massachusetts is something like he's like integrally involved in. It's uh, mm. I think I'm pretty sure his son his son serves with the fifty fourth Massachusetts at, at at the Battle of Fort Wagner, and like writes about writes about That's it. Very and cool. Like yeah, 
I wonder if he met Robert Smalls at all. Like, I'm sure, right? There's a did, birds of a feather, right? There's a dinner like later in like his life where like Robert Smalls is there and like is like a bunch of like notable black people <laughs> from like the late like 1870s. Are they all had a dinner where they all kind of gathered together? Like all the no like the the well known. That's very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, at Frederick Douglass House where they all honored him. Even like some mm-hmm. of his rivals was, was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you just, you don't know the Battle of Fort Wagner. This is a glory. You know, Denzel mm-hmm. Washington mm-hmm. territory. Maddie Broads. Yeah, yeah. 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 The where uh they, the, what they say about Fort Wagner. They said men fell men men get men died at Fort Wagner like uh like grass uh, beneath a sickle. Or men yeah, like some shit like that. Just, just and they say a lot more poetically in the book, but I can't, <laughs> can't pull it off here. <laughs> um they were he was also so even like when they were uh, like the the black soldiers like were fighting, they were getting paid less. I think they were getting paid ten cents to a yeah. white soldier, like fifteen fifteen cents. And there were there were strikes about like like some black soldiers stru- uh, like went on a strike about it, refused to fight about it, and they were they were executed <laughs> about it. Like, what are we <laughs> women? Dude, like okay, all right, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's a all right, all right. Just an intersection. Can we, can we air that joke. one? Is that okay? I don't. I mean, yeah. if you want to put it out, I don't. <laughs> I don't have a problem with it. But you know, <laughs> man, you've been inside a long time. Bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. No. The so yeah, the, the strikes and they were, uh, like people didn't refuse to fight and they were executed about it frederick Douglass tried to talk to lincoln about it and it was like this whole they're saying black soldiers should be paid the same you know same amount so there's like these meetings with lincoln that frederick Douglass has it's kind of the kind of characterized like because frederick Douglass on the outside of like you know like uh power per se he's not in the government and he's advocating for something so he's trying to pull them this way and and lincoln is like Lincoln uses this phrase that he is he is he he has to like appeal to the public popular prejudice. This is something like he talks about, which he's just like, which basically means he which is when in particular reference to wages, basically saying I can't play pay black soldiers as much because I can't say that they're they're socially equal. Mm, yeah, like that's <laughs> because Lincoln is like in like now like kind of reading more about Lincoln and knowing more about history. Uh, he's not like in terms of football. Like he's not he's not like it's a football metaphor, which is really fucked up to make. He's not like he's not like a amazing. He's a game manager. He just come. He just came oh, in and yeah. saved the like the game was like like it, it was three years. You're already down like twenty like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, or maybe it's a baseball. Like, a like he just manages. I don't know. He just he's not like spectacular. Like, mm. he's just kind of keeping things afloat in like kind of a steady way. I pro- which I think I know during the Civil War, which is like, crazy. I'm not gonna downplay it, but like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. He because he was like at the helm, you know, yeah. and to be at the helm to be like a war president is its own thing. But also, you can you know, if you really get into the nitty gritty, you can ask like how much of it was his cabinet and then what were his own personal oh. fail failures still way better than andrew johnson but yeah no, way better, could, yeah lincoln well, could improve you know and, and you kind of in the book kind of talks about it again uh the frederick Douglass, uh prophet of freedom by david w white right blight uh talks about it where it's like in a series of meetings they kind of categorize like how and, it, and we'll get into the next like the next couple of meetings like that with lincoln up there's a meeting between Lincoln and like kind of like popular, like a uh, like black, like uh, like elected officials or like black kind mm. of officials or black, like elite people. And he just meets, he meets with them and he basically is appealing to them to, 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 to like, uh, was it, was it just, uh, kind of colonize, like to, uh, kind of to move out of the country, immigrate out of the country to a colony somewhere yeah. in Costa Rica. And like basically saying, like, I think he, he appeals to them, say, don't think, think as white men right now. <laughs> he, like, think mm. like white people. Like, he's super racist shit. Was saying yeah. it to him, and it was like, yo, like, 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 it would be best 
in this country, like if if white white people and black people can't live together, you need to like leave. And I'm not gonna advocate. I'm not talking about not a mandatory thing, but I but I w- I'm advocating. You know what I mean? It's not mandatory, but he's advocating for it mm. um, and trying to set up colonization schemes and popularize it. Um, and like uh, in the book, they kind of like some people. There's like an historical bent that says, "Hey, uh, Lincoln was just trying to like put colonization out there, like throw it out there as a test balloon to move it out there. So like as a thing that you know, like oh, we threw that out there and it didn't work, so we can then now clear the way for emancipation." Um, but uh, Eric Foner, he's kind of like wrote like the yeah. the textbook on on Reconstruction and kind of until the Civil War and Reconstruction, basically says uh, Lincoln had been talking about colonization schemes, like moving black people out of America oh, yeah. and moving them to another country for ten years. For, yeah. <laughs> he was he was he, uh, yeah. I think I that think. yeah, throughout like the fifties and stuff, it was a means of like still wanting to be elected still needing to be elected by the south not to play too much of an apologist on him because i do think that he had some problematic stances but it does seem like it would make sense for him to think or for him to like publicly advocate for that as a means of like making if he wants to be president of or senator or whatever just being like uh trying to push that sort of a ap- still appeasing the south still like doing this dance that he shouldn't when he should just be like no we're not we're not standing for this i mean i i i i, I mean the, the south is 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 a, as a slavery society so like even yeah. moving them out like i don't even like i i because because if you read like when you read uh, about the 1840s and all that type of stuff the the it's always a part of like the abolitionist like movement that there's like this colonization like society or colonization effort like yeah we can free black people we shouldn't live together like <laughs> at the same like speeches and conventions that frederick Douglass is at and he kind of debates them a lot and it's like uh i i don't know i mean when the the way the book talked about, like, quoting kind of Eric Foner, it seemed like it was more of like he had he personally just been for 10 years. And it wasn't yeah. necessarily like that much of a political thing, may have been, yeah. but I don't have a deeper analysis on that. But like, mm. it didn't seem like it. Didn't seem like just seem, and from that, and from the meeting with the the kind of the black kind of officials, who he just seems racist. Yeah. <laughs> these are like direct quotes. It's just like, don't think like black people, think like white people for a second. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, yeah. But anyway, but then, like, so then we have, um, you know, after that, you know, we can go through like all the different things, you know, kind of Frederick Douglass, Frederick Douglass has given speeches on like everything that's happened, happening, you know, like Emancipation Proclamation, um, you know, like every single turn in the war. He he from the beginning, he had been like he like said, this is going to be a long and a bloody war. He's like the only person who said that everybody else thought yeah. it was going to be quick. Um, yeah. So, so, so <laughs> is just like, no, this is going to suck, guys. Yeah. This is this is gonna be rough. People thought it was gonna be like a, a couple months, or like a month, the week thing, a couple month thing. They turn and now, and like by the time you get to 1864, like nobody, everybody, everybody hates Lincoln. Yeah, <laughs> everybody, like people thought you're gonna lose that election. Even uh, Doug Frederick Douglass was supporting like John C. Fremont, which is like an abolitionist, mm-hmm. like radical, like it uh, was a was an abolitionist running. Um, so uh, even like in the run up to the 1864 election, like uh, Frederick Douglass wasn't supporting Lincoln. He was supporting a, 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 a candidate called John C. Fremont, who was like an abolitionist. Um, and like there was the, 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 the last meeting that Frederick Douglass had, kind of like major meeting that, that Frederick Douglass had like with Lincoln before the Civil War ended. Uh, or one that was particularly like interesting was uh, he had this, this meeting in the run up to the 1864 election with lincoln uh where the, where lincoln requested that frederick douglas come up with a plan just in case that lincoln lost to like one uh, to, to its, uh just in case lincoln lost that 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 frederick douglas come up with a plan to free uh to like kind of get the word out that slaves were free in border states and like free slaves in border states so it's it's a it's a sordid tale of, <laughs> of how like lincoln like he definitely is for and and and, and for, 
ending slavery. And I think even Frederick Douglass, Douglass talks about it in 1876 when I think there's a monument that's dedicated to Lincoln in D.C. where they're talking about like, hey, uh, <laughs> um, he, Frederick Douglass was like, yeah, Lincoln had his own personal prejudice that many of you hold in this audience, but he was against slavery. And like that's got a big cheer, which now like when you say it out loud, doesn't sound great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like in 1876, that's that I guess that's saying a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's saying a lot. Um yeah. So but it's you know, the uh, things kind of turn out differently on, on July 22nd of 1864, Atlanta falls, and uh, it helps Lincoln win like win the election. Um, because if Atlanta didn't fall, like like yeah, change mm. kind of the trajectory of everything and then you know man that's interesting to think yeah. about with how like decried sherman is at yeah. this point in history oh, yeah. and like sherman's the guy who it sounds like delivered the uh presidential victory the re-election to to lincoln yeah no i mean well decried i mean decried how i mean in terms of like i i don't know about decried who's decried who decries sherman Oh, he's like kind of been outed as just like a big, big piece of shit. But he was an, he oh, was an yeah. army man. Oh yeah, also, I mean, like, what yeah, do you thought- expect? But also, he did. He he was like very racist as oh. well, and very like we should exterminate the Lakota, and just very like I don't I don't know. Oh yeah, no, I thought we I thought we all had an understanding that Sherman yeah. was just a beast. He wasn't like a real person. Like <laughs> he's he was a just a, like he was, he was a like our, yeah. he was our uh, demonic possession. Mm-hmm. That was just like on the side of good somehow. You're like sometimes, yeah. like that one time. He was well, like, he was for the union. And yeah, like, like <laughs> okay, that doesn't mean. Although we much. were all because this thing better, was like but... <laughs> his whole thing was just like, hey, we should just kill everything. Yeah. <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? Let's, <laughs> just, let's just let's just keep going. Yeah, what if we just, just kept going? You and know? then we just burn it. And we just fucking we just burn it and just burn raise it down. It. And like, mm-hmm. which is not like a novel theory, but everybody's like. You just was willing to go further. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Of course, the uh, Civil War ends. Uh, and then on, you know, April 15th of 1865, Abraham Lincoln is assassinated. Wait, what? April 15th of 1865. What happens? Abraham Lincoln is assassinated. Damn. Are you serious right now? Okay. I'm not. <laughs> Did you just hear? <laughs> Did you just hear that Avery Lincoln was that? All right. I never knew this. This is fucking nuts, man. <laughs> there goes Henry taking Abraham Lincoln down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> I We've never talked about this before. This is news, man. I didn't know. Okay. Uh, good for uh, him. Uh, no, not good. Not good for him. Not Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, and then, so kind of you see again like uh the, the next kind of meeting that's kind of like uh, kind of stood out to me was uh it douglas kind of meets with andrew johnson to like kind of this is after the civil war to kind of talk about you know like 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 you know black people's prospects like reconstruction and kind of moving forward you know, after slavery and then andrew johnson like before when lincoln was still alive we were kind of moving to a place where, you know, the like, colonization was kind of had been kind of dropped off the docket and they were trying to learn ways to live together. Um, and, and what and kind of moving forward and kind of putting that into law and like, you know, stuff like that. And then when they, they talked to Andrew Johnson, yeah. <laughs> Andrew Johnson's like, oh, yeah, we're going to try to do colonization again. <laughs> we yeah, really want y'all to leave. <laughs> like, and that's just like, you talk about Andrew. Andrew Johnson is is responsible for so much bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bad. I mean, like a lot of these, a lot of these dudes are. You know, we're talking about Rutherford B. Hayes in, in a little bit too. Um, yeah, but this is this is Frederick Frederick Douglass is part of this time in during Reconstruction where you know the you know you have the you have you know the thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth Amendment. You have the Freedmen's Bureau. It's kind of this time where you know. You, it's this newly, you know, kind of enfranchised population is 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 trying. He's trying to build up, and he's preaching like that. They that you know, of course, there should be help in terms of like you know, um, but like he's preaching like a let alone philosophy. 
that you know you should just leave the black man alone like let him just be able you know purchase his land do what he wants to do da, da, da. it's very laissez-faire it's very mm. 1830s 40s self-made man type stuff he preaches yeah. like self-made man self-made man is the thing self-reliance he's always preaching and yeah, it's very is 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 also t- t- uh, teeming with the uh, eighteen like thirties like awake like kind of Protestant you know like you know like yeah. biblical I don't know uh, biblical stuff and or like a, a man in his own land like you know the right of a man to just till his own land and grow his own crops and yeah, yeah care yeah, for it's... himself and his family and provide for them and it's very not it's... be bothered and smoke his pipe damn it you know yeah it's very like grow you know like yeah it's very preachy to black people about kind of you know be yourself self-made you know type, mm-hmm. type people yeah it's so he's preaching that of course you know we have the 13th uh, amendment that you know outlawed slavery 14th birthright citizenship 15th right of citizen to vote should not be abridged um you know race color any previous condition mm-hmm. Um, and then so you have in retaliation to those kind of you know, Freeman's, Freeman's Bureau and stuff like that. Uh, you have, you know, uh, the KKK <laughs> kind of arises. Yep. This is the first KKK. <laughs> if you don't know, there's like three iterations or like four at this I, point. I, I, have, iteration, I haven't heard this because there's the one, the one's 18, first is 1865, like 18, the this is after Civil War, yeah, like Bed, Bedford Forest, uh-huh. Tennessee, and everything, yeah, yeah, so. Then there's the 1910, 1915 to 1920 KKK, 20s KKK. One Your like Woodrow Wilsoners. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then there's the 1950s, 60s KKK. And then there's like a, the newer, whatever that version, the new modern KKK is. Hmm. Just keep coming back. <laughs> um, so they were... so. They were like, you know, okay. Of course, we know the KKK is a vigilante group that targeted, you know, northern leaders, you know, southern sympathizers, politically, you know, active blacks, it, 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 particularly in 1870, uh, 1870 and 1871. Uh, the federal government like passed like enforcement acts that tended to prosecute and suppress the clan, like the clan, because after the Civil War, they were just wilding. Yeah. <laughs> they were just running around wild. Yeah. And so the, uh, the acts were like, successful in terms of like restoring order and reinvigorating the morale morale of like southern republicans and like enabling blacks to exercise their rights as citizens like moving forward like it doesn't weirdly to me like it never like stopped (laughs) it's weird that we talk about like the civil war as like this weird this thing from 1865 to um to like you know from 1861 1865 when uh like it really is some stuff like like there's also like going all the way to 1878 i feel like 1876 or 1877 the end of reconstruction uh, is when like there's maybe that's maybe the civil war from 1861 to to 1877 yeah because it like particularly have like a lot of turbulence in 1874 and 1875 like the mississippi plan which is like yeah these people called red shirts Mm-hmm. which is like a more militant and like uh like uh like they're like they're not like the, the clan they but the clan is like secretive red shirts were like out in the open members of your society they yeah. just wear red shirts and they were like they would use violence uh including weapons and murders and they were like also joined by like this uh <laughs> this group called like the, like these, a lot of these like white paramilitary groups called like rifle clubs yeah who like would like show up at like right like and, and like provoke like riots at like black at, at like Republican yeah. rallies, specifically in Mississippi. Like yeah. most of the people who voted Republican were black. <laughs> and yeah. shoot it, they like shoot dozens of black people. Ironically, in, like, right? I mean, yeah. now that now that sounds weird, but back yeah. then it made no. This is sense. The, this is <laughs> a, yeah. Yeah, this the whole yeah before the before the switch, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the, the the rifle clubs too. I remember reading about this in the the Robert Smalls book, Gullah Statesman. Yeah, it, it was talking about like that they they would ban or the state legislator republican controlled republican controlled state legislator of south carolina would ban these rifle clubs mm-hmm. and then they would just basically re uh reorient their mission statement and be like oh no we're just a bunch of bros who like to hang out with mm-hmm. our guns yeah. because we like hunting you're yeah. gonna ban you're gonna ban hunting yeah. that's all we're doing we're just hunting and it's like yeah. oh 
okay, sure, dude. We <laughs> we know what. Yeah. No. Yes. Yeah. This. Uh, they they're like all over the South. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. these red shirts and then these mm-hmm. like white militia paramilitary groups, rifle yeah. clubs, whatever. They're all over the South. Particularly, like I didn't know Louisiana had this this, this issue with you know they with a particular uh, group uh, of white insurgents called uh, known as the White League, um, which were like these rifle clubs that were just like they did. I think they did the the Cushada massacre, huh. <laughs> where the White League forced six Republican office holders to resign and pro- and promised to leave the state. Then the league assassinated the men before they left the parish together. Uh, with between five to twenty, they don't know like freedmen. As the, the sources differ, uh, who were witnesses? Uh, like they would just they would do like outright murders. <laughs> like, so they just did like a soft coup, basically. Yeah. It was just no. like a soft local coup in Louisiana. No, and then and then again in in the Battle of Liberty Palace uh, or the Battle of the Canal Street, which was an attempted insurrection, a coup d'état mm. by the Crescent okay. Crescent City White <laughs> White League. <laughs> in Reconstruction Era Louisiana, which uh, they was at the state government, they tried to take over the state government in New Orleans, <laughs> September fourth, eighteen seventy four, which uh, there was like uh, I think it was five thousand of them, like basically went up against I think like three thousand like uh, uh, New Orleans police officers and like state militia, and they overtook the city hall for like I think a couple of days. Okay. All right. <laughs> and this was this was like this is all stemming from like the eighteen seventy two gubernatorial election between like like some Democrats and Republicans yeah. like that they they that they both claim victory and yeah. Oh man! Wow. Yeah. Good thing. Good thing that you know. Good thing that would never happen again on like a federal level on an on an uh yeah. It's fucking oh, no, crazy, it's crazy oh, no. and, man. Okay. Yeah. Also, and then in Mississippi. <laughs> In Mississippi, there was like a uh, a riot in like uh, Yazoo County, which is what they they always name crazy shit. <laughs> uh, drove out Republican sheriff and resulted in some blacks and party officers being lynched. Um, ended in uh, the Clinton County riot. The Clinton riot also to the fourth ended with white Democrat paramilitaries riding over the county, shooting any every black person they they chanced upon. Um, Jesus, and this was like though. In Mississippi, the governor was like unable to like to like raise a state militia to like kind of defend it. So like it was it was like the it, it the 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 like they basically what happened the, and then like the Democratic like Congress of Mississippi or whatever or House of Representatives basically were like they charged him with like kind of like a like a financial scandal, uh, and basically he like basically agreed that if they dropped the charges that he that he, everybody was like this is kind of bullshit charges he's like if they drop the charges then i'll resign um and then that's what happened and then <laughs> so like mississippi was basically took over by democrats back that's in the day fucked. yeah it's 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 kind of seems like they did this at, like all over the south <laughs> yeah and and even yeah even uh we talked about it a little on the Jesse James episode, but he viewed very much viewed himself as like a inherit. Like he was like, Oh no, the war's not over. Yeah. And went as far as to try to like take it to the North and like took it to Minnesota specifically to hunt down like Adelbert Ames. I, I believe, or there was like another union general who was up in, up in Minnesota that he was like, he was, he was hunting down some union person and, and, targeting the town that they operated in as a means to show like, yeah, I'm going to kill one of your most notable generals technically yeah. because the war's not over. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. It, it's, it's, yeah, it's weird. It's weird to like, it's like, Oh man, you, you think about like a, the January 6th, like it's like, that's probably melodramatic, but like, yeah. <laughs> think about that. It's like, Oh, that's just like part of the history of like the United States. Sometimes people are going to storm yeah. the Capitol, dude. You just gotta have enough people to get them out of there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, <laughs> like that's apparently, just, yeah. Sometimes that you get it's like not unnormal. That's just yeah. That's that's not normal. That's not, what is it? That's not. It's it's normal. I guess the. You know, I'm. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy to think that I don't know. From what it sounds like, 
coups were easier at a local or even state level back then than they were now. I mean, you can you can talk about like Florida in 2000, and I'm sure there's other instances throughout the 20th century where something has happened at the state level or federal level or local level. But this does it is remarkably resonant, I will say. No. So uh, kind of what ends Reconstruction, the Rutherford B. Hayes election, which is basically like, I think they're fucking tied or whatever. Or, uh, it's it's yeah. basically neck and neck. And in 1877, the Democrats agreed to, to not to block Hayes' inauguration based on a backroom deal. Key to this deal was understanding the federal troops would be removed out of the yep. South. So, you know, uh, and, and would no longer interfere in Southern, you know, politics. And despite, you know, there was substantial election associated violence against black people. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just basically seeding that you can do whatever you want down here. Yeah. And we won't interfere. And so states, states rights, states rights, states rights. Um, again, so there's Frederick Douglass during all of this is 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 giving speeches against that he he's he's organizing against it he's working against it he was typically trying to like go through the government kind of and he, he had moved to washington dc and purchased his mm. cedar hill estate which is a 15 acre estate in the anacostia neighborhood in like the southeast uh the southeast washington dc across the anacostia river um and you know the he was like fighting against it he was but he was like working like from within the government during this time. Like he starts to be, he mm. before mm. the Civil War, it, he was way he he's still talking radically. At this point, it's gonna stop. You know, slow down in a little bit to where he's not talking as radically. And some of the things he's saying, of course, he was never radical in terms of like the personal, like with labor and all that stuff. He's not radical in any terms of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like he was too kind of speaking this. Uh, you know, a black radicalism that, that I think America, you know, is very versed with. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, so this is this is also a time in 1877 when like he visits his former like slave master, Thomas All, on his deathbed. And the two like reconcile. Like it's a weird story about like, like because at the time he's he's he had just became the, the federal marshal uh, in 1877 uh, of, of the District of Columbia. Which I that that the the job seems like it seems more title than mm-hmm. than actual power, uh, and 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 he's on the that he when he visits his his former slave master on his deathbed in eighteen seventy seven, Thomas Old, the dude who he said like tied up like his sister by the hands and left her like that yeah. like this is that dude. He fucking uh he's like the Thomas is Thomas All is like on the deathbed. He's like, uh he's like he's like Marshall Frederick and Frederick Douglas is just like just call me Fred and like holds his hand and stuff. It's like it's a weird mm. it's a weird, yeah, it's like a weird that visit back to his slave yeah. and the pun the kind of the publicity that like the the stories that get on the newspaper about it are like Kind of hard, kind of uh, uh, damning or, or, or harming for Frederick's kind of personal like. This is a weird because always if that the relationship that they have, the stories that I've heard from the book tell about their you know kind of talking about mm-hmm. passages from you know the Frederick's life uh, from like his his narrative. Um, it it it's a weird relationship, <laughs> a little bit of the weird, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that, so, that would be. There's a lot to unpack. Yeah, there, I suppose, yeah. You know, there's like a lot a of lot. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of uh, trauma. Yeah, mm-hmm. emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. and then even for like, Ald to recant on his deathbed is like I I can't help but read in like some elements of like perhaps fear of meeting God. In yeah. which case, if you're on your deathbed, it's like okay, so you always knew this was wrong. Yeah, it's yeah. like an admission of guilt, you know. It's like oh, a lot. Yeah, there's. A, I think. I think there is. A, I think Edward Covey, uh, which is like the guy who tries to break, who's like the slave breaker for uh, Frederick mm-hmm. Douglass. Yeah. 
he particularly i think it's he's the guy who particularly says in the book it's like like quote is saying i will i will keep my slaves and i will go to heaven also like Damn. knowing that there's a contradiction in those two statements yeah but saying yeah, but seeing so see. defiant to say i will keep my slaves and i will go to heaven also also needing yeah. to add the also is like okay or yeah. a lot in that also you know i mean maybe i'm at it but this is a general statement I want. yeah yeah you know what fuck him i'll misquote a slave master <laughs> fuck him <laughs> fuck him <laughs> yeah like i said also <laughs> uh yeah so uh more about frederick Douglass' personal life of course you know he, he was married to anna anna, anna murray douglas uh and they had five they had, I think they had five children rosetta lewis henry frederick charles and annie douglas and annie, annie dies at the age of 10 charles and rosetta uh helped produce uh newspapers with frederick douglas um and then he had a vi- he, he had more personal relationships he had uh, a variety of relationships specifically with uh julia griffiths and adi adi uh Adelie, uh assing um he was they were professionally involved um he was he was professionally involved with one of the assing women as the little command they there's, there's a lot of speculation and scandals around them uh julia griffins is i think we talked about her in the last episode that if i'm pretty sure we mentioned her is it's like his like is kind of not what's a patron or, or, or matron what's it called when a person who gives you money um and helps you produce stuff and helps you like you know, further your. I mean, now we further. we call him a producer now, but like yeah. patron, I guess, is better yeah. is a good word. That's what she. That's what she was. She was more of a professional relationship. Audley Assing is a German woman who came over to uh, translate uh, uh, the translate the uh, Frederick Douglass's book uh, "My Bondage, My Freedom" oh. into German. Oh, and wow, that's it, a lot of a lot of a lot of personal time. You know, yeah. a lot of personal time reflecting yeah. on that yeah. that translation. You know, yeah. You got to get pretty intimate doing that, you know. Julie Griffin stayed at Frederick Douglass's house, and that's what they've called scandal and, spe- and speculation. Ollie Assing would do the same thing. Stay, but she was she would stay for uh, for several months at a time. Um, she was an intellectual and emotional uh, companion. She would go back and forth between between there and Hoboken, um, and, and later spending her life. And I think when she, I think she committed suicide in in I think it's in Germany or in Paris or in in Europe. Um, uh, yeah, Sad. yeah. Uh, Asik didn't like Anna, Anna, you know, Anna Douglas. Um, and she was, she hoped that you know Douglas would separate from his wife. Um, mm. yeah. So, so it's believed that they had an intimate relationship. Um, there's no proof though. The book kind of says that basically that they did, uh, or infers that they did. Um, yeah. I mean, there's I, I I have a hunch there were some letters on a a fire somewhere at some. Oh, time. he did he did have uh, all of the letters that she sent to like they were like a bag big stack of letters like when when she passed, um, uh-huh. and uh, he we think he think he was in charge of that that part of the state. He had those burned. Those were those were ah, destroyed. Yes, yes, of course. Those were destroyed. <laughs> but those of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh so uh getting so also his personal life one thing that would create a big stir in, in 1884 douglas marries he wasn't married to ollie assing he, that was like kind of a side to, if, if the rumors are true that is a side his side woman to yeah anna his his wife uh anna passes um and then uh he i think it's, it marries a couple years before 1884 but in 1884 douglas marries helen pitts uh, which is a white woman from Rochester, New York, um, and she was like 49. And and, and at this at this time, 1884, Douglas was he was 18. I think it's 1818. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My man was. There's no real date. 66. On yeah, he I was think. up there. 65. Yeah. I think. 65. Yeah. I think. Um, and yeah, it, it was like a personal, like shocking thing in 1884 to marry. A white woman, the man of his stature, but black people didn't like it. White people didn't like it. Mm. it, it like everybody, yeah. 
you didn't really gain any friends or lost a lot of uh lost a lot lost a lost a lot of friends uh due to this and he would go on to he would just say about it look my first wife was the the complexion of my mother and the second my second wife was the complexion of my father mm. that's why <laughs> that's pretty powerful yeah that's, a, that's a, like, just like, oh. um, on, on, on the flip side it's like you're really gonna lose lose friends over something like this? it's like bro i'm frederick fucking douglas yeah. All right. I do what care. I want. Okay. You don't care. You don't care. You don't care. <laughs> you don't care. You know how Doing bold, it, don't bold it is right. to marry a white woman in 1884? That's so bold. Yeah. <laughs> so I've, I've earned this. Okay. Come on. Uh, <laughs> ew. Ew. That's earning. <laughs> white women are not a prize. I want to. <laughs> It's not yeah, that was not what we're doing on this fair podcast. Enough. Okay, yeah. fair enough. <laughs> They're just like every other woman. All right, I don't want to do this. Sorry. Um okay. In the 1880s. Okay. Never, 18, never, Jesus never, never. Okay. Christ. All right, all right. <laughs> I mean, it's risky today. And there are a lot of there's a lot of things gonna get canceled in 20 years. Feeling the bowl, feeling bold, roll the dice. All right. <laughs> no, yeah, no. 1880, yeah. That, my man. Uh, let me reconcile with his slave owner. There's some, some tortured, tortured racial yeah. thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, and so in 1889, uh, you know, uh, he went from. So he was the he was. Let me let me go back here. He was the marshal. He was the marshal. The he was the federal marshal of the District of Columbia in 1877, and then the recorder of deeds in 1881, which is I kind of feel like a dem, a demotion a little bit. He didn't really have any like he. Didn't, I think it was either a promotion, but he just didn't have any like. It was a move, but he didn't have any like real power. <laughs> um, and then in 1889, it's like he, a states. What'd you say? A recorder of deeds is like a states or. Oh, it, it, he or like gallant feats, you know. It seems less like that. I, I would assume the states. <laughs> In 1889, he was appointed the minister resident and consul general to the Republic of Haiti. This is this is a period in time with when uh, which is during the Harrison uh, Harrison presidency when uh, the U.S. Navy wants a a a coal station uh, at this place called Mole Mole uh, well Mole Saint Nicholas uh, in Haiti. Uh, in the, because at the time all the U.S. ships is 1889, they they run on coal, and you need you need coal stations to yeah. power a, yeah. in a, in a in a web of ship bases. You need some you need some atolls, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in there, kind of this the kind of uh, foreign policy at the time was the policy of expansion. Um, yeah. You know through which you know the America. Uh, expanded and then was the rising tide that was going to lift all boats, particularly Frederick Douglass. Yeah. I mean, this is also not a new thing. Like America's policy has always to some extent been expansion. And and Frederick Douglass had like qualms with this because he, he kind of, he believed in expansion. He believed in this like expansionist Mm. view of America uh, that uh, particularly in the anti-slavery aspect and in terms of that they could rise the tide if they, if Mm. they had, you know, um, you know, this this society could rise the tide and rise the yeah, you know the welfare of, of people other places. But yeah. also, he was it was eighteen eighty nine. He had just been through the collapse of Reconstruction and yeah. the reestablish like the the establishment of Jim Crow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah. No, nah, he, he's he's in that process. Yeah, he doesn't trust like <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah. So he no. like has this weird thing where he's like basically just talking like presenting things to both sides. Yeah. And. And, and although he, yeah, and he's kind of basically played as a middleman through which uh, the U.S. government uh, is doing gun, pl- uh, what is it, gunboat diplomacy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Speak fucking, softly and carry a big stick. Yeah, I don't know the, if that was uttered yet or if, but no, that's, it's in the works, you know? Yeah, this is the works, but this is just like, man, look, we're going to, we, you, you're going to fucking do this. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we got gunboats. <laughs> I already like busted down Japan's door and sent them into the crisis of modernization and everything. Yeah. So but it's, uh, in- it's interesting that like Douglas was in favor of sort of 
almost American exportation, but of its highest ideals and of its of its potential of of Amer- like the promise of America of like egalitarianism and the 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 realization yeah. the truest realization of like the melting pot mentality but while also being wary and and recognizing that there was a chance for the culture we were exporting to be co-opted which you know well he's you the see first in like the 40s and 50s and he's the first so one on. he's the first he's mm-hmm. the first version of black person that's gonna have to do like like not the first one but he's probably the slave and then he fought through slavery and now he's trying to do this for the first time this is like yeah, no, like I just think, yeah, he had, he still had that because it was early on. <laughs> he was, mm-hmm. he was, yeah, he, he had, he, and personally himself, he, he was. Let's be honest, like he had, he was, he, he was in the elite himself. Yeah, he was. He, he had, he had risen through the ranks because he had this, this, this great oratory talent, mm-hmm. and uh, and and he 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 saw things from that that purview if you you could be self-made and this was a great country if they just would allow you to to us yeah. to work and and, yeah. and and that's the way he saw it because that's yeah. the way his life worked out and you know yeah, yeah. but uh it, it it that it Haiti basically the 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 Haiti doesn't want to give the the American government the the right to basically use the coal uh use the coal station at uh mole saint nicholas and uh they were just like the, they were basically saying no the american government is like getting real like yes it's gonna blow up the diplomacy i'm gonna threaten violence <laughs> and then frederick douglas douglas is kind of in the middle living in haiti there's this is during the hippolyte hippolyte the the the, the, the was in power is you're gonna be a i think a, a general or the leader of haiti this is Haiti is kind of having like recurring revolutions at this time. I think there's even going to be a there's going to be a a, a attempted coup of the Hippolyte. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm messing up that name. Uh, while Frederick Douglass is in in, in Haiti, um, yeah, uh, it's a it's a yeah. It, it, it anyway. It ends with with uh, Haiti basically saying no. We're not going to allow you or any 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 country to have uh, claim over anything on Haitian land because the Haitians are scarred from because they yeah. have their history from the French. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, and you know th- th- this is a time in, in the in the caribbean where they're talking about we should build a canal i think they're talking about building a canal through i think nicaragua at this time yeah. and then you know yeah. later it will be the panama canal if I'm, yeah. yeah i know it's, i know it's the panama canal united yeah. fruit <laughs> is probably also like sniffing around you know yeah yeah no it's 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 the 18 is the gilded age it yeah. is yeah. Ooh, it is deadly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, Douglas resigns and, and, and returns back to his estate in Cedar Hill in 1891, and then he dies in uh, it, he dies on February 20th, 1895, at Cedar Hill uh, after attending. Uh, I think he just attended a woman woman's rights meeting. Um, there, there's some there's some there's some pretty interesting things uh, yeah. regarding uh, Frederick Douglass. Uh, and his work in, uh, with Ida B. Hayes, working with uh, mm. like Ida B. Hayes in, in like the, the World's Fair and all these things. Um, I just didn't have this. I, I, yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's I mean, it, I, it's more I, in depth than I, like, yeah, an uh, episode in her own right, you know, yeah, no, yeah, no, we, yeah, Ida B. Hayes is, 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 yeah, yeah, no, we talk about we should do a World's Fair episode, yeah, yeah, they, they particularly uh, they left black people out of the World's Fair, World Fair, uh, in Chicago, um, um. Yeah, hmm. kind of cementing. They were talking about that like after the Reconstruction thing, like after Reconstruction, that there was this turn to say, "Hey, you do whatever you want, we'll do whatever I want." Fuck black people, basically. And then, like in the World's Fair, kind of being like the cementing, like of this, like this, uh, this vision of like the, you know, uh, you know, this is kind of America's. I think what coming out party, like the World's Fair, is a big thing, and that you get it, and and at this time. And, yeah. and and your vision of, of the world's fair you don't leave put in any black people i think they also didn't put any natives yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm yes not, yeah. i think this is I, I don't know i no it does sound it sounds right i don't know if it was I, 1895 I, maybe 1905 90, where me, like geronimo chief joseph and red cloud were all 
together at one of the the world fairs i i don't maybe maybe i, I look i, it's, it's I don't know it, which one it was but i yeah, yeah world fair is a big, big it's the world fair man it's yeah. the world fair you yeah. know it's pretty pretty big pretty big pretty deal big, back pretty big deal you know? and then we're fucking uh oh boy put put out light bulbs he i think lit so that, he lit that mug this I is like so. that I'm one where they like they lit the Holy shit! Yeah, everybody, everybody got fucking intense because they look at little boy lit. The, it's it's just like daytime, but it's nighttime. It's crazy. And if and if my mother <laughs> is to be believed, Thomas Edison stole that idea from my great grandfather. All right, and my mother. Uh, okay, and another episode of 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 Price Family Lies. All right. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode. That 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 Frederick Douglass's life. It's it's interesting how yeah. he, he he it seems like uh, he fought so hard to increase the stakes of black people, and then saw them peel back a lot. Yeah, in terms of like in in in, I yeah. mean, they weren't slaves anymore, but then they were put under the you know, yeah, um, yeah all these restrictions in terms of like, you know, going from freedmen, you know, kind of Freedmen's yeah. Bureau, you're having senators and not senators, you're having Congress people, um, black Congress people in the South. And then all of a sudden, you know, having that peeled all the way back to just Jim Crow laws. Yeah. It's pretty, yeah. But as, as, as close to slavery as could be accomplished on, on through paper and pen. Yeah. And, and, and they, and that, but you know, he, he lived his life fighting, and, yeah. and, you know, always fighting and and up to the end, you know, still yeah. at like women's rights meeting and everything. Yeah. Dude, dude, yeah dude. Um, okay. I want to read this book now. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, uh, it's more, it's, it's, it's much better than I, than I can explain it. It's every, is you want it, come get it, man. It's, it's, it's okay, basically, it's, it explains it through every, like all of his speeches. Uh, you're going to read this book and be like, you did an awful job. okay uh guys thank you thank you for listening uh thank you please come back next time please listen like share subscribe next week all that stuff oh who we have next week next week we are going to examine where given that we're coming up this year on the 80th anniversary of pearl harbor we're going to do as as deep a dive as is feasible into pearl harbor and uh, with our very special guest, Mr. Mr. Tim Williams. Oh, Tim, Tim Williams. Fun time. Have a good time. We'll, 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 we'll see you next time with Tim Williams. That's right. Um, you guys can always find us on Hard Fried, at Hard Fried History at Instagram. At, at Hard Fried History. At, at, <laughs> okay, I can't mess it up today. Because you can find us at Hard Fried History on Instagram and at Facebook and HFH Podcast on Twitter, Hard Fried History on YouTube. Joshua, you can find me at Joshua B. Stokes on Instagram, Joshua B. Stokes on Twitter, Joshua Stokes on Facebook. Um, yeah, Henry, where can they find you? You can find follow me on Amazon, man. Follow me on Amazon. All right. Ew. I'm big on the Amazon scene, right? <laughs> I'm Ew. It Ew. On the Amazon scene. Just just Henry Price. Uh yeah, there'll be hard fried history in the title. I'll be in my bathrobe. Follow me on Amazon, man. Let's do it. Okay. All right. We'll we'll guys, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> we'll see you next time. I don't know how to end after that. All right. All right. Bye guys. Peace. Peace. Peace.